Imagine, it's present day, you're toiling up the sides of a dormant volcano. You've been climbing for hours through the lush flora continually upward. It's not Denali, it's not Rainier, or Mauna Loa, it's not even Mount Doom. Suddenly, you come to an opening in the rainforest. You can see the top. You see no Frodo or Sam, no Tom Hanks or Meg Ryan, not even Jimmy Buffett, for which you are relieved. But what you do see is a low stone building with ivy climbing its walls, a public house. It's beautiful and inviting, and so out of place on this rainforest volcano that you can't help going up and trying the door. As you enter, you see it is truly an oasis of pleasant surprises. You are surprised, for example, to see Martin Luther and C.S. Lewis. And is that Aslan with his paws up on the counter? I hope he's used hand sanitizer. You mean paw sanitizer? Yes, paw sanitizer. Also, to your surprise, is a red light over a sign that says Studio in Session. And there, in the corner, are two guys with microphones, lost in giggle fits, wheezing out something about the theology, theology for, for the, the people. people. <laughs> oh, man. everybody, welcome to the These Days Podcast. This is Ben and Dwayne. Hello. And we are here with episode 16 of season 2, the final episode. Of season 2. Of season 2. We yes, got more yeah, seasons yeah, coming. Yeah. Uh, and today, uh, well, I, I want to start off with a, um, with a big announcement, Dad. Yeah? Uh, did you know that uh, according to the, uh, the podcast hosting platform that we use, that we have now... We now have over 2,000 downloads. Oh, my word. Yay. Ah. Hey. Oh, man, that's great. Thank you, everybody. Oh, who brought the band in here? This okay, is awesome. So anyway, oh. that's, a, that's pretty big news, and uh, we are so excited to have had over 2,000 listens on our podcast. Keep them coming. Mm-hmm. Keep Thank sharing you. them with your friends. Thank you all so much. In fact, we just want to say a big awesome bunch of kudos to every listener out there. Yes. This one's for you, guys. Yes, gotcha. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's great. from Gustavo Dudamel right there. Uh, Dudamel. Well, Dudamel's yeah. going to be stuck in my head. We better cut that out. Okay. <laughs> All right. So anyway, welcome to season two, I mean, season two episode 16. And uh, this is our final episode, which means it's our Q&A episode. 
Yeah. Or people ask some cues and we give A's. However, <laughs> however, uh, this is kind of a unique situation because we have uh, we have received no cues. We have no cues. Uh, we have uh, we have over two thousand listens, but uh, I guess we've answered all your questions. So we're just going to talk about whatever we want to talk about. Yeah, wait, but you know that made me think of something. Then yeah, <clears throat> that made me think about how grateful I am for our audience. Yes, right. Yes. I mean, the, the the just because we didn't get questions doesn't mean uh, that we haven't gotten a lot of positive feedback. I was going to say we've actually gotten a lot of uh, mm-hmm. comments. Uh, that in a positive way, less so questions, uh, which maybe means we're being more clear. I don't know, I but don't know. it does mean that today we get to talk about whatever we want, and we thought we'd end the season talking about hope and uh, getting real time theology of hope. We thought we'd talk about uh, maybe uh, we could sort of land on this idea of gratitude, which might actually mm-hmm. lead us be a good springboard into what season three is going to be all about. Yeah, I think it will. Uh, because gratitude really is uh, the basis of a hopeful life. So this was perfect uh, timing on this to wrap it up this way. Uh, but when we say that, we have to be careful uh, about what we mean by gratitude or giving thanks. Um, sometimes in the public sphere, in the self-help uh, literature section, it's you know gratitude is treated like some magic potion. You know, a way to get your mind off your troubles and somehow, you know, fake yourself into being happier, that kind of stuff. And we'll talk about that toward the end because it does dovetail well with next season. But uh, let me just read you a quote about gratitude from uh, our old friend G.K. Chesterton. Ah, yes, G.K.C. Yeah, G.K.C. Here he, he said this. He said, I would maintain that thanks are the highest form of thought and that gratitude is happiness doubled by wonder. So it fits in with our way of wonder, the theology for the people being the way of wonder. It fits in with the idea that, you know, God has created us a certain way. Could it be possible that gratitude and thanks is something that he kind of put into our DNA that we're made and meant to be? I mean, imagine that you're uh, in the Garden of Eden, the, the other one, not this one, uh, and, you, you know, you're there before the fall, and... You know, you're just enjoying walking with God in the daytime. I mean, do you think he'd be thankful? Do you think he'd be happy about that and gratitude about that? That's what you and I were made for, according to uh, the Bible, uh, Old Testament and New Testament. And um, so we're just so thankful uh, for all your support and uh, all those downloads that we thought, you know what, this is the perfect time to talk about how grateful and thankful we are for you, but also how thankful we are to be able to do this podcast and how how gratitude really does change our lives because i i think i need to be reminded of this as much as anybody i don't know about you ben i would definitely agree yeah so uh why don't you kind of take us into uh gratitude sure yeah i i just want to say i'm really excited to be talking about gratitude today (laughs) (laughs) okay sorry i'm done i'm done i'm really done not gonna be in my playlist i'm really done this time a little stars and stripes forever there for you guys anyway uh, yeah, so the gratitude is super important. It's actually very central to the Bible. We don't necessarily focus on it in those scriptures too often um, in our churches, but it's actually a really central piece to our faith. In fact, according to the Bible, uh, the gratitude that we sort of uh, res- you, the the gratitude responses that we make to God are actually so powerful that they have the potential not only to change us and our hearts and our minds, but to change cities and countries and ultimately the world all around us. Um, listen to this from Colossians three fifteen through 17. It says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. 
Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all, wis- uh, all wisdom through spiritual psalm- or through psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. For whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So actually, our mission in the world is defined uh, in, in 15, 16, and 17 there in Colossians 3 mm-hmm. by being thankful, by gratitude, and by giving thanks. Mm-hmm. We are called to be people who are continually responding to God's goodness by gratitude. And uh, uh, James K.A. Smith actually has a really interesting thing. He talks about uh, praise-giving or gratitude-giving to God. He talks about it this way. He says, this, that act of gratitude or praise-giving, is actually God's way of constituting the new city, the new socio-political community. The coming kingdom is characterized not just by private individuals reconciled by re- reconciled to God, but by a human community reconciled to one another. In short, the kingdom is concerned... Uh, the kingdom is concerned with the stuff of redeeming communities, institutions, and systems of human organization. And what he's saying is that by uh, being grateful, by being a people who respond with gratitude, that we actually uh, begin to bring the new world order, if you will, the kingdom of God uh, comes into real time. Uh, and actually, the, the Bible talks all about this, how uh, so often we think of our life of faith as something we do. Um, to get a response from God, whether that response is, uh, you know, he's going to do what we ask him to do, whether that response is just good feelings. We want God to give us good feelings. We want want God to give us peace of mind. So we're going to do things in order to get that from him. When When in reality, our Christian life, the things we do, is actually an act of gratitude. It's a recognition of how good God has been, and then we live in response with gratitude. Yeah, you know, that uh, first verse of Colossians 3.15 that you read there? Yeah. It's interesting. It starts off with that phrase, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And then it goes to thankfulness and mm-hmm. gratitude. We'll just file that away for later when we start to talk about next season. Yeah, uh, I think that's great. Listen to this quote by Dietrich Bonhoeffer, uh, I, I, or Dietrich Bonhoeffer, if you, tend, Bonhoeffer, yeah. if you happen mm-hmm. to be German. Yeah. Uh, sorry to our German <laughs> listeners. I apologize for that. Can we uh, have some? That's great. Uh, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. No. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, uh, who's one of my one of my faves, he um, says this. He says, I've had a remarkable life. If you know anything about his life, it's remarkable that he's saying he's had a remarkable life. Mm-hmm. I've had a remarkable life. I seem to be in such good places at the right time. You know, if you were to ask me to sum up my life in one word... The word he chooses is gratitude. That's crazy, man. I mean, we'll save the background on that one for next, like, yeah, we'll do a season. cold open sometime, maybe. Yeah, with yeah but man, he hit, he had a rough life. We got nothing complained about compared to that. So. But he was, he always was bubbling over with joy because he was returning to God gratitude for all of God's goodness mm. to him. Yeah. And, you know, I guess what I would say is put it this way you could say that the lifestyle of gratitude. Uh, for what we've been given and the lives lives we've been given is our new God-given superpower. Gratitude is. Mm. Uh, I, you know, I uh, had my little two-year-old grandson come up to me uh, with another zinger the other day. Oh, good, good, good. He said, Grandpa, today I'm a new superhero. I said, which one is it? He goes, I'm Aslan. And he yeah. pointed to the lion on my Except credenza. he puts a D on the end. He says, Aslan. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, boy, he's totally into that. But that's interesting because he's coming up with something that's in the news right now. It's in, uh, it's, uh, 
In uh, business literature, there's a new phrase rolling around in business literature that I just heard about a, a little while ago. It's based on a New York Times bestseller. I can't remember which one or who it is, but now a lot of people are using this, uh, this uh, idea. Uh, and and here, here's the phrase. It's the ability to pivot. It says, the ability to pivot in this cultural moment, to, in other words, to change and to move and to go in a new direction, the ability to pivot quickly is the new superpower. This is the new superpower. Uh, but, you know, in this cultural moment, that's that, you know, I'd say it's probably true as far as it goes. What is what does he mean by pivot? Well, it change, you know, change directions, uh, you know, like if you got a business and you're trying to do your advertising one way I and see, then yeah, yeah. pivot and change or, you know, uh, circumstances become uh, impossible to make money and you change and, you know, sub uh, you uh, uh diversify in a new way something like that so but you know that's true that's probably true in life that you have to be prepared for change because there's one thing that's certain besides death and taxes and that is that things are going to change mm. and so uh but I, you know i'd i'd say that's true as far as it goes but the fact of the matter is is that idea of being able to change and and the ability to adapt quickly that's not new okay <laughs> so uh it's been around forever and uh you know, it used to be called counting your blessings. Uh, if you want to, you know, the, this idea of having gratitude. Mm, that reminds to, me of a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. Count your blessings it's, instead of sheep. <laughs> Christmas is coming up, man. Yeah. I know. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. You sound a little different than uh, what? Than Bing Crosby? No, they, he didn't sing that. Yeah, he sang that song. Oh, yeah. When okay. I'm worried. Oh, he's Bing. Bing, I didn't oh, know Bing. you were here. Thanks oh, for coming. Thanks Bing for coming to, to the public house. Oh, my what word. What are you doing here, this man? Is great. I I think this you would great. be the kind of person that's you fine. Know, people are starting to find out about us, Ben. This is amazing. <laughs> but anyway, but uh, you know, counting your blessing is a way of finding peace. I mean, uh, that's been around for a long time. And in fact, I, there's a Charles Dickens quote I'm going to you. I know you love Charles Dickens, Ben. I do. I but, got to visit his house in London last year. Oh, that's right. But this is uh, this is in my section of the outline. So here you go. Sorry. Uh, it's uh, reflect upon your present blessings, of which every man has plenty. Not on your past misfortunes, of which all men have some. I mean, those those are some wise words from another uh, generation, another era, another century that had things a lot harder than we do, quite frankly. I mean, even in this crazy, chaotic cultural moment that we're in right now. And it says, Isaiah says, the rain falls on both the righteous and the wicked. You know, and, you know, we might ask why. Uh, but that's not truly the empowering, life-giving question. The life-giving question is, is there anything that I can be grateful for? You see, uh, gratitude uh, of this kind has a specific focus. It's, again, back in Colossians, only one chapter earlier, in Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 to 7, it says these very interesting words. It says, So then, just as you've received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him. So you, it's it's uh, something that uh, that helps us live our lives in Christ. Let's listen to verse seven. Rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in faith, as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. And overflowing is is sometimes you know it, that happens to us sometimes, but but we don't create it. You know when we overflow with joy, or we overflow with happiness, or we overflow with thanksgiving. How does that happen? It's because God has poured into us, right? I mean, this isn't this isn't sort of like your mom saying, "Eat your beans," or a daytime talk show host saying, "You know, if you'll just be thankful, your life will go a lot better." Because you know, it's in my new book uh, for 1995. You can get the secret to happiness. It's not. 
It's not that at all. It's that God pours into us, and if we'll just open us up to open up to that fact, it's kind of like what we said earlier about the way of wonder, having the eyes to see, as Paul says. You know, the, I pray that the eyes of your heart will be open, and that, that's what uh, you know. Sociologist, social critic, and Christian, and also the uh, heir to the Guinness fortune. By the way, Ben, oh, I didn't uh, know he was the heir. Yes, he is. Wow, yeah, I think of that every time I see a commercial for Guinness beer. Wow. But, All right, Oz. Yeah, but uh, he says something very interesting and very helpful about this whole idea about it's all about God. We cannot find God without God, he says. We cannot reach out, reach God without God. We cannot satisfy God without God, which is another way of saying that all our seeking will fall short unless God starts and finishes the search. And that's the good news. He did. And here he goes. The decisive part of our seeking is not our human ascent to God, but his descent to us. You know, you can kind of see the idea of him pouring himself into humanity there. Without God's descent, there is no human ascent. The secret of the quest lies not in our brilliance, but in his grace. And I I was thinking about this the other day, you know. As we've said, Ben, a few times, the world has changed, right? The world has changed. Not to quote Elrond slash Galadriel again. I smell it in the air. (laughs) Yes, but it really has. Okay, so, but... And yet, in Christ, when you think about it, nothing has changed for the worst. In other words, with all the, even in the, the violence in the streets, all the political chaos, all the, no matter what happens in the next few months, with a virus or whatever it is, the reality is, is Christ hasn't gone anywhere. And the reality is, his power over what is going on and his power over our lives and the blessings he gives us for us to be grateful for None of that has changed. In other words, a better way to put it is none of that has gone away. What's different is, is people are less likely to hear us in these days, in these times, when we say, hey, we have a, a, a Lord that ch- has changed my life, and, and he's, made, he's making all things new, and there's so much to be grateful for. You know, it's like, ah, you're just a dinosaur. You're just, you're just uh, you know, you're, you're believing something from the past, something that's outdated and out, uh, outmoded. The beautiful thing about God, because he's infinite, he's timeless. The beautiful thing about the scriptures, because those come from an infinite God, they're timeless, is that they're never out of date. Okay, so that, that's the reality that we know. But one, you know, your sponge could say as well, maybe I am a dinosaur, but you really should experiment on me while you can. Because, <laughs> you know, there's fewer of us all the time. So. <laughs> kind of a Jurassic Park situation yes, yes, going yeah. on. Well, we did watch that. And then I saw those dinosaurs on your napkins and your plates. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, experiment yeah. on the dinosaur while you can. Yeah. Come on, see, see, find out what it is. That makes such a difference. That's funny. Yeah, uh, yeah that's true. And gratitude. Gratitude, you know, it turns the mundane into the wondrous, certainly. Uh, there's actually a CS, or a, a, sorry, G.K. Chesterton quote that we quoted way back in season one, I think, Whoa. about... Uh, that was how, in the Jurassic Age, I think. <laughs> <laughs> how faith doesn't, uh, doesn't deny facts, but mm. faith turns facts into wonders. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we see through gratitude, through the eyes of faith and responding to God for all that he's done, the mundane becomes wondrous, but it also gives us hope. Gratitude also gives us hope for flourishing no matter what lies ahead. And it's important to, think, to see that this isn't just a psychological trick or it's not it's not really just a pivot. You know, we talked about pivot, like right. pivot your mind to something more positive and possible and yada, yada. Uh, it's not really just that. It's not just a, a mind game. Th- that can be helpful, and learning how to control your thinking is obviously really important. But uh, 
it it's more than that. See, a lot of people think that's what Christianity is. It's just power of positive thinking, or it's just a, a new way of thinking with new values. And so uh, mm-hmm. you're going to just pretend to be happy or pretend like everything is going well or whatever. Assign mm-hmm. uh, ca- causation to God when really it's not really him that's doing it. Or, or That's what people think it is. Mm-hmm. But, but the truth is, uh, e- either what we believe about Jesus and his present risenness, his presence with us, and the fact that he's working all things together towards his glorious ends, uh, either that's real-time and practical and true, or it's or it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, yeah, or right. as Paul says, we are of all people to be pitied, yes. because we've believed a lie, not just believed a lie, we've staked our daily life and our way of walking through the world on something that then isn't true. And so what people don't see is that we actually we actually think this is true. We actually think that Jesus is not just a nice idea or a man with nice ideas or a guy who gives us some really good tips on how to live a more grateful life with better mental health. He does those things, but that's just the very smallest tip of the iceberg because we we believe that he's actually here working out human history, including our history, our story, towards his glorious ends. Um that uh, with, with, uh, with that uh, Bonhoeffer quote from earlier, I have another Bonhoeffer quote here. Mm. Um, it, he says, "In ordinary life, we hardly realize that we have received a great deal more than we give, and that it is only with gratitude that life becomes rich." So what he says basically is, without gratitude, you you actually can't see reality. You can't see what's really real. You can't see what's really there because our fallen human minds are automatically going to gravitate towards or focus on the things that are not as we wish they would be and miss. We're naturally in our fallenness going to miss what's really going on, which is God's extraordinary generosity or as uh, Chesterton has described it, the furious love of God mm-hmm. poured out into our daily life. Um, Paul says it this way in First Timothy chapter 4. He says, but the Spirit explicitly says that in latter times, later times, someone, some will fall away from the faith, paying no attention, or sorry, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons, by means of the hypocrisy of liars seared uh, in their own conscience as the as with a branding iron. Men who forbid marriage and advocate abstaining from foods which God has created to be gratefully shared in by shared in by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good, and nothing can be rejected if it is received with gratitude. I would say everything in the public house would fit that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Received with gratitude, for it is sanctified by means of the word of God and prayer. So what he's saying Mm -hmm. is if you're receiving things in a grateful response to God, then you're actually going to be glorifying him as you live your life, and as you, everything becomes essentially a gift. And so far from being, you know, hyper-spiritual and saying, well, I will not indulge in the things of the world, you know, these human relationships mean nothing to me, or, or, mm. or whatnot, human yeah, comforts right. mean mm. nothing to me, what mm. we actually say is, no, whatever comes my way, I receive it with gratitude. Mm. I actually receive it uh, in the name of Jesus with thanksgiving in my heart. Uh, I, I've heard it said that you, it's impossible to be greedy and grateful at the same time. Uh, so it, as we practice gratitude, we actually become content with what we have instead of constantly grasping for more. Yeah. 
got another G.K. Chesterton quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're this, quotes heavy today. This is G.K. Chesterton night, man. Yeah, I know. We yeah. are we are really quoting from a lot of different people today because you guys didn't send any cues, so we can yeah. do all the quotes we want. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's what the cue stands for now. It's quotes yeah, and answers. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, G.K. Chesterton says, when it comes to the life... Uh, to, sorry. When it comes to life, the critical thing is whether you take things for granted or whether you take them with gratitude. I like mm. that quote. Yeah, that's good. Well, there's some for takeaways. Uh, I guess one big thing we've Wait, learned. Wait, does the public house do takeaway? What's that? Does the public house do takeaway? Do they oh, do Uber yeah, Eats takeout? too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, this is a sort of a virtual takeaway. But uh, so what we really learned tonight, uh, basically, is real happiness or real um, gratitude isn't just um, you know sitting around with uh, you know headphones on with uh, continual play on Farrell's song Happy, right? I mean, it's not that. Right? <laughs> you know, you know. I was thinking about that, Ben. I, yeah. thinking, I don't know if Farrell said this, but uh, remember that song back in the day, of Bobby Isn't McFerrin? It Pharrell? Oh, Farrell, that could be, yeah. Well, it could be Farrell. I like Farrell. I'm not like up, a Farrell cat. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not up to my hipster, so that's not, you know, you never know when he's going to hear this. But uh, remember that guy, Bobby McFerrin, I think, that did Don't Worry, Be Happy years yeah. ago? I think he said, man, I wish I would have never done this, written that because everybody got sick of it because it played all the time. Uh-huh. I don't know if Farrell said that. But what's interesting about that is they're both about happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, and enjoying life. It's kind of interesting. Hmm. File that away for what we're going to say about uh, next uh, season. But the two takeaways I want us to think about today are this. We want uh, you all to know that we are so grateful for you. And we pray for you as our audience. We're so thankful that you're there. We're so thankful that you spread the word. And, and uh, you know, we've even seen a little increase in that and a bump, uh, beyond, you know, not just the 2,000 downloads, but we've seen an increase of people downloading in the last couple of weeks. and So we're just thankful for that, and we are counted a privilege to be able to uh, come into your car stereos and your ears and however else you're listening to this. But secondly, uh, there's no reason to let the cultural, uh, the current cultural, political, societal climate take away the birthright of wonder that 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 birthright that God gives us because he put it in it in us, you know? I mean, even those who are not believers, you know, that they thought, they, they, they don't acknowledge the image of God, you know, that he put that in us and, and that sort of thing, because, I mean, they don't hardly think about it. But the way of wonder that we've talked about uh, leads to gratitude. And there's something about gratitude that even in the public sphere, people say, hey, yeah, you know what, that's important. That's important in life. For example, uh, Einstein, who did not claim to be a, a believer in Christ, I know there were some rumors uh, at one point that he believed in God, but he denied a belief in God. He, he said God is the ultimate equation, the one that he was trying to get to, the, 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 the beginning equation of it all. And, uh, but he said, you know, he saw the universe, he saw the life in the universe this way. He said, there are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. I like and, that. Yeah, it's pretty you know straight up. And for a guy who's not reading his Bible, I think that's pretty good. So uh, I think that we'll all we'll just let uh, Albert have the last word today. Hey, is he here too? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Look at this public house crowd. It's just grown by the day. That's right. <laughs> 
That's good. That's good. Oh, yeah. Man. Uh, but anyway, I think it's that time. Which time is that? The special edition of Books, Books and, and Stuff. Sorry, 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 sorry. Wrong, wrong, wrong song. Wrong song. Wrong song. Wrong song. Books and Stuff. Books and Stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was good. I like that tune. I mean, I hope you're not getting tired of that tune because I'm liking it. Um, so as far as books and stuff goes, I wanted to bring up something that Ben brought up a couple of podcasts ago, but we didn't put it in books and stuff because I'm, I'm a late bloomer here. I'm, I finally got the show The Chosen Watch, the first uh, episode or first uh, season, I mean. Uh, Sharon and I watched that, and I'm telling you what, it is good. I don't usually watch Christian shows, but this 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 is really good. And I, I'm I'm late to the party. All I'd say is watch the chosen if you can. Get the app on your Roku or your uh, Apple TV or what you have, whatever you have, because you can live stream it. There's a couple of apps that have it. Uh, we watched it on VidAngel. Uh, VidAngel has um, you know more wholesome family entertainment and whatnot. So you you know that might give you like I don't know if I want to watch this if it's like uh, other Christian stuff I've seen, but it's it's not it. It gives you a sense of reality that's pretty powerful. And having been to Israel a few times and been to Capernaum, I got to tell you, they they do a bang up job, a really good job of of giving the visuals of what that must have been like. So. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It took me a couple episodes to get into it, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. And it's not in, by any means a perfect TV show, but it's far better than anything we've seen as far as a portrayal of the gospel in a film format. And I found it, I found parts of it really, really powerful. And uh, and really uh, helpful. So yep. I would I would definitely recommend the chosen. At least uh, give it a few episodes. It yeah. might take you some time to get into it. And I will say this: uh, a couple episodes ago, I think maybe last episode, we have Nick Nicodemus show up in the cold open. Yep. Uh, we did not write it. You'll you'll see that we didn't write it based on that show. But I'm telling you what: in that show, <laughs> when Nicodemus meets Jesus, get out the Kleenex, man. It's just it's very powerful. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's how I felt about it. But so anyway. uh, should we give everyone a sneak peek about season three coming Let's up? Let's do it. Yes, yes. So uh, we're going to take a short break, not yeah. a very long break. How long a break? Why don't we just work that out right here on the podcast? <laughs> uh, we're going to take yeah. a short break and come back in November, the first week of November. Oh, for, oh so for yeah, yeah. So the first full week of November, we'll be back. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, we're really excited uh, to... What are we going to talk about? Tell us what we're going to talk about. Uh, well, we are going to talk about happiness... But not maybe the way you think about happiness. We're going to talk about happiness the way the Bible talks about happiness. And uh, we're going to take a look at uh, the first 12 verses of the Sermon on the Mount in the in the greatest sermon ever preached by Jesus, by the way, of Nazareth. And uh, it's uh, called the Beatitudes. Uh, and, you know, there's been all kinds of um, ways of saying that and tricky little things. I'm just saying he starts every line with blessed are. Blessed are and uh, blessed are... Uh, for Jesus isn't like, uh, you know, preachers typically say, well, that just means happy. Well, it doesn't just mean happy the way we mean happy in the 21st century. And, uh, you know, we will, um, you know, show that it means so much more. Um, we're also going to have Christmas coming into this, hey. okay? Because, I mean, the incarnation is all about Man, we're gonna have a the, real, the joy. Yeah. 
Yeah. We so, got a lot of Christmas ideas, you guys. Oh, oh man. Buckle up. This can be fun. Yeah. And Ben's not doing any shows this Christmas because of the virus. So yeah. he's going to drop them right here. I know it's yeah, sad. Yeah. So I'm going to do all my Dickensian accents <laughs> right yeah, here on the podcast. Excellent. <laughs> excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And I might even pull out a few of mine that you say oh, are no, really no, shocky. No, 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 But it, let me just leave you with one verse uh, before you go, because the Bible describes happiness in other, many, many, many varied ways. But one that I think is most powerful is it t- calls it perfect peace. You see, that's something deeper. That's something that perfect peace can't be shaken when, you know, the crud stuff happens. One of the most powerful statements of perfect peace that God wants to give is, is Isaiah 26.3, where it says, you keep him in perfect peace, peace, or, you know, him or her in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Perfect peace. So going to leave that with you. Just sort of drop it, drop the mic, walk away. Uh, the cool thing about this is perfect peace can't be blown off by circumstances. So stay tuned. So I, think, I think that's a wrap. I think that's a wrap. So Wrap with a capital W. There's the end yeah. of season two right there. Yeah, thank you very much, all you in the public house and all you people we didn't see over there you know, in the corner that now we're seeing now. So, yeah, uh, thanks, you guys. Really good to be here. <laughs> I, I forgot we had the band. Come, we have a band back. right here in the public yeah, house. Yeah, 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 guys, guys, could you take it outside? It's live, take music, it outside. It's live music night, man. No, we want these people to come back next season. So take the band, band out on the porch. Go on. Come on. Thank you. Take some fries with you. That's good. Okay. You're what? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) See you, everybody. We'll be going now.